This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Right out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark. And I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English professor. It is I, the English professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. Welcome to another Can Crushers Spotlight. This time we push the interviews back and we bring IWC ahead to the home plate. Is that what we're going to say? I don't know. But we're going to stick with that because IWC Baseball took place this past Saturday and it is our time to do the review because next time we'll actually be at the event because the wives are opening social distancing to us. Yes, we are coming back to IWC on August 29th, but we're not there yet. We'll slow our roll, we'll get there, and we'll talk about IWC Baseball. Base brawl. By the way, I just did the Eli Drake thing. Guys, if you're just joining us for the first time, my name is Mark Martinez. Joining me in a moment will be a co-host of mine, as I have too, but the English professor is with me today as we cover IWC Base Brawl. Head over to our Facebook page, it's CanCrusher69. Head over to our Twitter, it's CanCrusher69, or our Instagram, CanCrusher69. We put some stories up, we put some pictures up, we do some um, question and answer, we also do some tournaments on there, there's voting, there's a contest going on right now that you can win yourself a sticker on our Facebook page, so head over there and do everything that we ask. Yeah, just get sucked right into Can't Crush Your Nation. You can find us, uh, we have a website, it's all attached as well. And you can send us some emails at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Guys, we work with this wonderful brand. It's called Collar and Elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, and shorts now. So wrestling apparel out the wazoo. And the designs are wonderful. We love them. We love them. We love them. They're brought to you by Mr. Al Snow. So if you want to check out CollarAndElbow.com, get some great wrestling apparel, head over there, and when you go to check out, use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. All one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHER, and you'll get some money thrown back into your pocket from us. So thank you. All right, we're going to listen to Al Snow, and then we'll be back with the English professor as we break down base brawl from I. W.C. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities 
working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Welcome back to Can Crushers. It is I, the English professor, Mark. Um, it's baseball season, it's wrestling season. Both are back in action. Both kind of at the same time. Both at the same time, time John. And, uh, yeah, you're going to hear me stutter a lot. It's, I, that's just the way it is. It's been a rough week. Uh, are we talking about the fight that happened Sunday between Oakland and San Francisco? or Houston. In Houston, yeah, in Houston. Was it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was talking about IWC baseball, but we could take a second and talk about that. Um, everybody hates the Astros, and it's awesome. Yeah, the the hitting coach got suspended twenty games. L'Oreal got suspended six, and he already appealed his. But man, they are coming after him. The the, the Astros should just grin and wear it. <laughs> I love it. I do too. I do too, but let's talk about IWC's baseball because uh, that was great. It was another great event, another social distancing event by IWC, and we have put in our order for our tickets for uh, the next one, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But, John, uh, what, what do you got to say real quick uh, before we get into the matches? I thought before we get into the matches, the intro was great. The intro is a lot of fun. It almost looks like Ray Lynn is dancing to the music of the intro. Um, Team Big League looks as much as uh, I don't want to. They don't need me to inflate their egos, but they look awesome in the intro. That intro is a lot of fun. It gets you pumped up to watch some wrestling. Um, for those of you who were wondering why uh, there was a little, um, uh, I guess, stammer or stutter in Mark. <laughs> You got a, what'd you get, a tooth pulled, Mark? Is that right? I, I did. I, I got a tooth pulled, and it is just, I don't know, worked its way into my jaw, into my veins. Like, I went to Isaac Yankum DDS. I clearly should have made the trip down uh, to see Brit, because this is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it, um, it's a worse toothache than the one Bobby Heenan said the Haiti kid had on Saturday night's main event that we just covered, when he it, had the... Mark, Mark had the towel wrapped around his head like the Haiti kid did. I really did. John, that's, I did not send you a picture of it because I knew you were going to throw me under the bus. I really did. I had the towel wrapped around my head with a pack of uh, frozen carrots on my cheeks last night. This is Wow. This is unbelievable. And you think, oh, shut up. It's just a tooth being pulled. I don't know if something else was hit in here. Like I have now, I'm off two days for a freaking tooth you know one was to get it pulled now today is because i'm stuttering like um the guy on howard stern stuttering john was that his name that was his name yep yeah that's what i sound like today yeah. my wife hates me it my, is worse than the haiti kid it is worse than the haiti kid my wife hates me my child has went to his grandmother's for the day yeah uh let's let's talk about wrestling at least because at least i'll right, put a smile on my face 
First first matchup is Jock Sampson, Andrew Paris, Jack Pollock, and Bill Collier. The winner will take on Jimmy Vegas at the end of the show. And wow. Well right right from the beginning, Jock and the crew uh riding out on the what the hell do they call this? I wouldn't call him a renegade, but it's not a renegade. Uh not hover rounds. Help me yeah. out here. What did they ride out on? No, you, you know, you know me in vehicles. Um, I know side by side, well, side by side. Like no, they were side by sides. Is what it is. Uh, and Jock just gets gets going. Man, I love Governor Wolf as much as Jock Sampson does. After he gets done talking about him, he's great. He came out and he pushed the ring announcer right away. I'm getting handsy. And- uh, made fun of the crowd. He he gets the crowd worked up. He really does. And Palace turns into the Ultimate Warrior and sprints down from the bullpen. I loved that they were coming out of the bullpen, John. I really did. I thought this was great. Yeah, um, Palace had a little uh, John Rocker action going on with the uh, the bolting out of the bullpen. Wow, I gave him Ultimate Warrior. I don't know how many people are going to like John Rocker. Yeah. I don't know how many people remember him. Hopefully nobody does. My aunt does. She brought him up over the reunion because you were talking about him. She hates him. But nonetheless. Uh, uh, and then Jack and Bill ride out, you know, easily and everything. But, wow, this is just a, a fast-paced match. A fast-paced match, and the regulators are there, but they got to have a first-class seat in the Wild Things dugout. Um have you ever been in a dugout for the Wild Things, John? I have not. Is it first class? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. I know you've sold coffee there before. So that's all I, yeah. you know. I have that's... never even sniffed the stadium. No, I've never been in a dugout, unfortunately. Oh. Um, as far as uh, the match goes, we knew we knew they weren't going to stay in the dugout. In fact, Joe and Nick kind of predicted that from the very beginning. And they did not stay in the dugout, did they? No, not at all. By the way, shout out to Joe and Nick again. Man, I miss going to IWC events, but with Joe and Nick on the call, it's it's priceless. It really is. Yeah. They do a great job. They really do. They're so good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, Nick needs a haircut yet, though, but nonetheless. Uh Great pile driver by Palace. That was a Mr. Wonderful pile driver, perfectly done. Yep, yep. I like that everybody got their stuff in. I like that. I love that nobody likes Jock Sampson. They all went after him initially. Um, Nice fall-away slam on uh, Sampson, I think, by by Collier. That guy's powerful, man. He, He had some nice power moves. Um some nice suplexes by uh, Andrew Palace, some quick moves. Um, Pollock was getting some offense in, and then he turned around, and that all came to a screeching halt when Big Time just straight up punched him in the mouth, knocked him out. Yeah, then the rest of the regulators came in. They held Collier down. They held Palace down. Uh, Palace then gets blasted in the face by the cowbell. And loses the match, uh, one, two, three, and Jock is your winner, heading on to take on Jimmy Vegas later on in the night for the IWC Heavyweight Championship. I was surprised. Uh, he would have been my fifth choice out of the four guys that were in the match. The Silver Bullet would have been 
uh, one before him? <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, well, that's a great opening match, right? Yeah, back-to-back, back, uh, you know, social distancing event that they just have really brought it with this opening match. Uh, IWC, uh, we continue to praise you and say, damn it, you know what you're doing. Jenny Plummer, you know what you're doing. Next matchup is Johnny Patch and Anthony Young, A1, taking on Angelic and... Uh, it was a mystery partner on the docket, but then, of course, we see that it's Paris Sahara. Um, kind of a, mis a mismatched team there because Angelic, uh, you know, you just don't see these guys riding the same path together, John. Yeah, um, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, um, they alluded to the fact would Angelic stick around if maybe Paris took the loss. Um and he did, which which surprised me um, that he he stuck by his tag team partner. Angelic seems to be kind of a lone wolf or free spirit, but um, uh, maybe there's room for another on his journey on on his path. I love I like this match because it was time for a one a one shined in the last event at, back in business, yeah. but. This really uh, gave a shine to A1 and Paris. Man, we've seen Paris in tag team matches and battle royals and everything, but we actually got to see a nice one-on-one -on -one run with him and A1. Paris has got it. I, I really like, you know, what he has in the ring. I do, too. Um, there was a moment there that showed some great tag team psychology. I'm pretty sure it was Anthony Young who was draped over. It might have been Patch. He was draped over uh, the apron, you know, with um, his from the mat and his head kind of hanging off the ring apron. And Paris tagged Angelic, and well, Paris has to leave the ring. Why not make it an effective exit? He jumped over the top rope and landed with a leg drop across Johnny Patch's throat. Um, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get a warning. You know what I mean? You tag, you got to leave the ring. So you might as well leave with an impact. And that was beautifully done. That was a really smooth, sweet looking, uh, jump over the top rope, leg drop. Uh, and I want to mention Johnny, that guy could move for his size. Um, he's not a giant by any stretch of the imagination, but he was the biggest guy in this match. And he moves, man. He can fly. He can bounce off the ropes and jump off the ropes. Um, he gets better and better. This was good tag team wrestling all around. Four really incredible athletes. Show us a little bit of, of what they can do. Yeah, you have the, the veteran as Angelic Jason Gorey, who would everyone know him by, but he's Angelic in this match. And then you have the... The superstar right now with Johnny Patch being the champ, and then you have the upcomers of A1 and Paris. Man, this, I could watch this match again. Uh, you know, just again and again. I, I liked everything about this match. Patch gets the win with a super kick on Paris. And you're right, John. Patch does just get better and better each time. Yeah, he got the hot tag too. Just good old fashioned tag team storytelling. Um, I also want to mention, you brought up Gory. How long did it take you, and me for that matter, to get used to saying Akeem before we said one man? Or, or, yeah, instead of saying one man gang. A long time. It took a little while, right? Yeah, it really yeah, did. It, it took a little while. I think I'm finally at a place 
now where I'm saying angelic instead of gory. I'm not there yet. You're but, not there yet. It takes yeah. a little <laughs> It takes a little longer for me. Okay. It, yeah, but I yeah, yeah. I agree. Right. I mean we'll, we'll see. We'll see if uh angelic stays or if gory comes back in time. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we have Steak and Eggs. The tag team champions come out to the ring, and Xander looks like he just came from the Wild Things souvenir stand. Ball could give two shits about the Wild Things and Xander himself. But uh, I, I thought they were going to make an announcement in ring. You know, they, they just kind of stood there until both teams came out, and then they made it up in... Of all people, to kick Lendl off, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, Lendl. Joe needs to be on there all the time. But uh, you got to hear uh, Steak and Eggs hang out and talk with uh, Joe Dombrowski for a while. Uh, that was great. That was really good. Yeah, that was fun. They had some really good banter back and forth with um, – um, now, first of all, explain to me which one is Steak again. I – I don't. I, I would think that steak is bulk, for sure. That's what I thought too. But I, I'm most positive you you said it was the other way around. Okay, because Xander looked kind of whitish and yolky and runny. So I would imagine he's the eggs. Right. We'll we'll be able to talk to him. We're we have an interview set up with Xander here in the near future. So maybe uh I'll, we'll get down to the point which one steak and which one eggs is. Because I asked Bulk before, and he just flipped me off through the computer. So, so I guess there's your answer, right? You don't. Xander at least will at least will tell us. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the banter between these guys with uh, Xander saying that they work out together, and Bulk's like we've never worked out together. Um, you know, one thinks they're they're best friends, and one's like. You know, we never hang out. Well, we're hanging out now, and this counts. And, yeah. Um, I like the fact that the tag team champions watched a match to see who their next contenders are going to be. Uh, it's, it's old school, and I love it. Um, and then the match itself was, was so good. Um, team Big League, they're really good. Those guys are really good. Um, they take great beatings. If that makes any sense at all, they get bumped around. They they get the shit kicked out of them really well. They're, they're talented at getting beat up. What can I say? But they find a way to win. Uh, real quick, one more thing I want to bring up that Bulk called uh, Nystrom Steve Carino light. Uh, I, I died on that. That's a, that's a great wrestling reference right there. Um, they find a way to win. Uh, and no disrespect to main event, even when this match did get down and dirty, but I'm just saying, like, Dime, dime Piece was there. Dime Piece was there yep. for her her team. Liddy and the Wild Thing were off doing whatever. They, they weren't paying attention to the match. That's why somebody like Dime Piece is more important in your corner than a, a fabricated uh, character. Yeah, you know what? I, I can't argue with you there. Um, I just want to mention the tenacity of Team Big League. They, they were outsized. I mean, the main event, they're bigger, stronger, threw them around. Uh, there was a point, uh, Mandyne was in a body scissor, uh, and he elbowed his way out. Um, you know, they're tenacious. They're, they're going to keep fighting. You don't have to like them. You do have to respect their tenacity and, and will to win. Um, kind of, uh, 
I don't want to say a cheap win, um, but they did take a shortcut. Um, they did a nice job of cutting off the ring. Some good tag team action there. And I, I did want to mention the figure four in this match. Um, so Nick, Nick had been kicked off commentaries, right? So it was Joe, and he said the figure four applies pressure to seven different joints. When you and I did it to each other, we just knew it was painful and we screamed. Right. But little, did we know? Did you know that I was applying pressure to seven of your joints at the same time? No, I, I did not. Because most of the time, you drop a leg drop on my head, knock me out in home ec class, it, yeah, and then apply yeah. the figure four, and then let it go right. before the teacher right. came back into the room. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, another very very good um, tag team match here. Really beautiful flying drop kicks to get the match started by the main event. Uh, off the top rope. Um, and I like where Duke held Mandon's head and Gannon came running in and uh, punted his face. Um, but again, as we said, Team Big League, they're tenacious, man, and they find a way to win. And that way just happens to be the dime piece. Yeah, the dime piece was going was showing the referee that she had a, a stack of dimes. And he was like, no, you can't you can't use those. Come on, get off the ring, da-da-da-da-da. And then uh, Duke left, left his helmet out there, and he got clocked by it, rolled up by Mandime for the 1-2-3. John, on August 29th in Brownsville again at Featured Presentation, you're going to have two undefeated teams facing each other now for the IWC Tag Team Championships in Steak and Eggs and the uh team big league yeah yeah that's big that's huge actually that's the way a title fight ought to be two undefeated teams um find out who the better team is who is the best in iwc we'll find out no no disrespect to the main event but let me stir the pot a little bit where do they go from here um they haven't been really in the title hunt for a while because the regulators have had it, and now Steak and Eggs has had it, you know, uh, pre and post uh, pandemic. I was going to say apocalypse, but it's not an apocalypse yet. But um, <laughs> so you know, they they kind of haven't been around IWC. Um, I I love their work. You you know, I bounce on them and I I get on them a lot, but. Maybe it's time uh, they they get refreshed. Or I, I'm a huge fan of Gannon. I, I'd love to see him uh, run after. Maybe start with the high stakes, and then maybe go after you know Johnny Patcher, whoever has that. I mean, he moves, man. He he's got those moves. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad thought. You know, they've they've been to the top of the mountain in the tag team ranks. I'm sure they're not done there, um, but they could probably pull double duty. And maybe go after some singles belts. I think they've at least earned a look. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to see where they go August 29th. I haven't looked at the card. I don't know exactly what's out there. But be interested to see if they're in, uh, if they're in singles competition. Yeah, a lot's not out there yet. But uh, that is uh, because wrestling just happened this Saturday. It'll take uh, Jenny time to get her brain going. Justin's too busy playing MLB The Show. 
2020. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he is because he, he just actually asked me this recently. He's like, you still want to play a baseball game against me? Justin, I got business to do. I, I got to take care of, you know, my boys, my gals on this podcast. I, I can't just sit around until the 28th playing baseball. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got time for that? Right. Justin. Plumber. Uh, next matchup is Chris LaRusso, the Silver Bullet, taking on Cole Carter. Um, regulators once again get involved. This Cole Carter kid, he was supposed to wrestle in back in business, but uh, had a little bit of an injury, you know, mended it up. Uh, this kid's good. Damn, this kid's good. Yeah, what an athlete. Um, really, really talented kid. The only thing I'll say, being in the ring with someone like LaRusso, who's been at this so long, LaRusso is just so sharp and so crisp. Um, the Carter kid needs to maybe just tighten a couple of things up. And I don't even mean speed. I just mean kind of um, efficiency, you know, that, that little bit of uh, space or time in between moves. Um, but otherwise, holy cow, what an athlete. What an athlete. Um, and I'll say again, I'm disappointed in LaRusso for the same reason as his, his match against the sexy fireman last time. Dude, how long have you been at this? Um, and you need help for your cronies to beat a rookie. And now you don't even beat a rookie. You kind of get your ass kicked a little bit. Um I don't ever want to say it's not up to me um, to decide when someone's had it, but maybe LaRusso's had it. Wow. The last couple of matches, wow. last couple of matches, he hasn't looked good. He needed help to, to beat the fireman who, who's new to the game. And he just lost to, um, to a brand new kid, even with all the help he got from his friends. Wow. Wow. I, that's not going to sit well with the silver bullet. Not at all. Oh, he, he's probably, you know, you could probably put Jimmy Jimmy uh, Nuts on the back burner right now because uh, the heir apparent silver bullet, Chris LaRusso, I don't know if he knows Jitsu, Taekwondo, or whatever the hell you do, but he's probably going to come at you on the 29th. No, no, whatever. Uh, I just tell it like it is, McMahon. Uh, that was great. That was great. Uh, yeah, the regulators getting involved again. Uh, just, LaRusso, I'll come to bat for you. You are better. You are better. Maybe it's the regulators that are holding you down, uh, starting with Jock Sampson. Next match. Okay. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Next matchup was a, it was a fun match. Quick, but it was a fun match. You have Chase Gold, Calvin Couture, and... Ella Shea, damn, I, I still want to be a tea-sipping bitch, taking on R.C. Dupree, Spencer Slade, and the queen of the silver screens, Katie Arquette. Uh, this was fun, John. This was a fun match. Uh, nice to see R.C. back in action, and he looks... We need Joel Gertner on right now. Jack, rip, chiseled, all those things. RC looks amazing, and Spencer Slade always does. Um, yeah. As well as, does everybody in this match looked and smelled great? And I didn't even, I couldn't yeah. even be there. Yeah. But you just knew. You just I, knew. Yes. Um. So I, I don't want to 
stir the pot or spread any rumors or cause any trouble. But the last show you and I did, the last time we covered IWC, we talked about um, Spencer Slade um, and how he was uh, betrayed, right? Um, and Nick said he understood. You know, it was a business decision. And I was kind of shocked by that. He would say, don't be so surprised. Nick loves money. And I was like, well, I don't know. Come on, Mark. So anyway, rumor has it that Ella Shea told Joe a secret about Nick. And now Joe knows how Nick can afford all of those suits. See? So she was spilling some tea on him. And you were right. He he loves money, and maybe he's not above doing some things to get it. I see. I told you. Yeah, she, yeah. I, but I, I don't want to start anything. I don't want to start anything. Well, you didn't. Joe did. Joe's the one. It's, right. I, well, yeah. So you're just stirring it even Ella deeper. Ella did. Ella started yeah, nothing. Ella started um, nothing. Nothing. This is hey. Actually, you know, you know who started it. Lendl did with all his uh, the underhanded ways that he does things. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So you see that Chase gets involved again. You know, we'll have to leave Lendl out of this because he did do you know in our intro with two to one media. So we have to kind of smooth things over with Nick John. But Chase gets involved. You know, sprays some perfume in Slade's eyes. Man. I get it now. I, I, I get the whole Ella Shea thing with her booty full moves that she does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was, um, what can you say? This was a lot of fun. Um, found out that Nick is a tea sipping bitch. You're not, though. I, I want to be. You want to be. I want to be. I'm trying yeah, to get Nick there. Is. Yeah. Uh, um, Joe says very quickly. I just want to say, we found out she doesn't want to get grass on her shoes. No, she's wearing some nice shoes, and she didn't want to be wrestling on a ball field. And I understand. Um, you know how I get with my uh, Shelto Adidas, the white with the black stripes. Oh, I don't want to get grass on those. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Joe did say that she's proud of her of her assets as well, and he kind of asked he. He knew about that, and I'm like, wow, Joe, that's a, you know, I'm sure a lot of IWC fans would agree that, you know, the assets of, you know, tea-sipping bitches are pretty good. Yeah, a lot of butt jokes in this match. There was a lot of butt jokes, yeah. You got it? Yeah, yeah that was, yeah, there was a lot, and I didn't think Joe uh, yeah. would go that way, but he did. Yeah. Fun uh, match, like you said, quick and fun, and it, it, it forwarded some stories. Yeah, the ref lost control. I, again, I didn't know at the end who was legal and who wasn't. Um, team Ella pretty much all tapped out, except Calvin. Calvin just got put to sleep. Nothing. He didn't tap out. He just His ass just got handed to him. See you later. Take a sleep. Good night. Yeah, and, and like Team Bigley, he takes a great beating, too. I have that note. Those guys really get knocked around. They're good at getting beat up. Yeah, they are. Next up, we have a bonus. I don't see the tenacity in Calvin, by the way, that I see in Team Big League. The desire to win, don't see it. Sorry, Calvin. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Raylan keeps him in check. 
Raylan keeps him in check, yeah. and uh, when Raylan's back around, he'll he'll get his shit in gear. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. We have a bonus match: uh, David Lawless against your your boy, Sexy Fireman. And at first, you know, Jason had Lawless on the ropes. Uh, Larusso gets involved. You know, everybody kind of gets involved. All the regulators. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Man, this is the second month in a row that you, three or four of you guys had to be up a fireman. Do you feel better about yourselves? Yeah. I bet he felt pretty good going into the match in LaRusso lose earlier. I don't know if there was somewhere where they could be, you know, in the back watching the matches or if he got word when everybody got to the back, you know, LaRusso got to the back, but I bet he, he was happy to see LaRusso lose. I bet he would have been happier if he'd have won his own match, but holy cow, the odds it's ridiculous. You know, it, it, it's too much for anybody. Um, that's on plumber for that's on plumber though. He needs, yeah, he needs to regulate who comes down the ring. Yeah. Which he does in the next match. He, he does. You have more about this match though. What's that? Did you have more on this match though? No, that was it. Oh, you know, okay. you, the fireman held, his own he really did but, but what can you do when the regulators keep interfering uh that brings us to the main event which uh guys if you know this was a quick card for iwc only i don't know about an hour 45 an hour and 50 because they were they were ahead of baseball games if you went to the event you got to stay for a double header of baseball uh nice picture by the way justin Plummer posted uh he got to hang out with Former Cincinnati Reds second baseman Brandon Phillips, who's playing for uh, Independent League Baseball right now. I was I was shocked that oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was shocked that Brandon Phillips would lower himself. Yeah. <laughs> Next matchup is the man. Go ahead. Very quickly, was he at the heart of that fight with the Cardinals several years ago? Uh, Brandon Phillips. Probably. He said he was a Red. Yeah, he was a red. He was he's he was yeah. a red. Yeah, he was a red. He was an Indian when he was uh, first coming yeah, up. He, yeah, he and Molina got into it. I've never seen a brawl like that. That was insane. Yeah, it was almost as good as uh, Sundays. This. Yeah, yeah. Nothing was as good as Saturday's baseball for my WC though. No, nothing was as good as that. No. All right, main event time. It is Vegas against Samson. Um, Jock tells Justin this is what he's going to do. This is the last day of IWC. He's going to win the title and take, and by the way, John, I didn't know this, take the title to Harrisburg and give it to Thomas J. Wolf. Did you know the J stands for Jesus? (laughs) That is a man who loves his governor. Holy cow. You're willing to win a world championship. That's kind of like the Sheik was ready to go to back to Tehran and present the title to the Shah of Iran. Thank God for Hulk Hogan. Right. Um, and, yeah, thank God for the IWC locker room in this case. Uh, Vegas, handlebar mustache, wearing some Bermudis and a straw hat. He looks uh, great off of retirement, just holding on to that IWC title. But there's a big announcement prior to the match. That the regulators, uh, 
I have this written down. Damn it, if I don't. Oh, it looks like Enrico Alonso uh, when he was throwing out people from Naked Gun. Plumber, you're out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, they signed Enrico. Yep. <laughs> he starts breakdancing when he, he calls false strikes. Right. That's what Plumber looked like. Uh, yeah. So they're banned from ringside, and and this is a no holds barred, pinfalls count anywhere. Bring your mom and your kitchen sink to the to the ring. Anything can happen, more or less. And this was fun. This was a it was a brutal but fun match. Um, Vegas throwing baseballs at Samson. I died laughing. Those hurt. Those fucking yeah, hurt. Jesus God. I don't care if you're if you're lightly tossing them underhand, but Vegas was legit throwing it at him less than six feet apart, hitting him. Those hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bucket of baseballs, baseball bats were used. They fought uh, into the stands. This was a brawl, um, and even though Justin ejected the regulators they pulled a bobby valentine and came back only they didn't come back with the mustache sunglasses masks they just came back oh they, they should openly, have they should have yeah they openly defied um uh, their superior you know their boss and and came back out and got involved um and that is where iwc banded together and we saw people just piling out of uh, the bullpen with yeah uh pollock came out collier came out and palace led the way uh and pretty much screwed over the old samson uh yep. i like that prior to all this happening though vegas was demanding people to take chops on samson uh plumber had to at one point and then referee Potter had to, and they both hurt their hand. By the way, uh, they did chops. That's a big barrel chest. That is a big, which is which says something about Jock. You know, he uh, he's no you know portly roly bowly guy. He he's he's a big guy. He's he's thick. Yeah, yeah, he's strong. But all in all, after the locker room unloads and they help Vegas win. They stack them all up in a cart, which was amazing. They stack them all up in a cart. The side-by-side drives them off. Palace and Collier are posing like superheroes. We go in the ring to see Plummer drinking a White Claw and Vegas finishing his Miller Lite. And then what the hell? Vegas just leaves Plummer laying in the ring with a stunner. Yep. And that leads me to a very important question I have for you, Mark. So we saw guys pile out of the locker room. Now, you could say they had selfish motives, right? They they want to keep their jobs. If Jock wins, IWC is shut down. He's taking the belt to the governor. These guys don't have jobs. Personally, I believe they were there for the good of the company, for themselves, but also the good of the company. Despite everything Jack Pollock and Justin Plummer have been through, personally, professionally jack was there to save his own job and to save his boss's company so my question is this 
does Jimmy Vegas care about anybody but Jimmy Vegas? At this point, John, I'd have to say no. I'd have to say he's got this. Yep. He's got this title. Plummer's still sending him checks for the last six months. He's retired. He's got nothing to do but show up, beat a couple people up. I say we throw everybody in the ring and uh, take care of Vegas first and then go from here and let the people that want to carry the flag for IWC hold that title. Yep. You know, Vegas did what he did to to Jack. Um, they settled in the ring to see another match between those guys. Um, even though that was what? That was a stoppage, right? Like, Vegas just kind of beat his ass that night. Yep. Um, but he did what he did, and that was a business decision, and it was a decision that, you know, based on the fact that he wanted to be champion. Um, but again, all these guys came out to save the company. This, Mark, I'm with you. I don't think he cares about anybody but himself, and this just showed that to me. Everybody came out, pitched in for him, um, you know, some long relief for Jimmy Vegas, came out of the bullpen. Uh, um, you see what I did there? Yeah, you got that. And then in the end, thanks. Uh, in the end, you know, he does what he does to Justin out of nowhere. Um, that, I'm, that I'm called for me. Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing. I want to bring up one other question to you before we give this our ratings and wrap this show up. With the defiance of uh, Chris Valentine and all those guys, the Silver Bullet and the regulators, Plummer has to address that. He has to address that. Uh, broken neck or not, I mean, you know, maybe Jenny steps up and says, you know what? You guys have been defying us for the last three or four shows. Um, I don't think his suspension is great because they just they don't listen to suspension. I think they just need their asses beat by somebody, and I'm sure there's enough people that would love to destroy the regulators. Yeah, for uh, an eight-man or ten-man tag team match, absolutely. Between the regulators and Jimmy Vegas, Justin has a lot on his plate. I do not envy him. Not at all. Not at all. All right, John, let's wrap this show up and give it its uh, the ratings out of the six-pack of beverages that we do every week, and I'll let you go first, my good friend. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. So, Aaron Judge, out of the gate, is hitting home runs, and everybody loves him. Aaron Judge has a couple of games where he strikes out twice, and it's new with double play, and nobody likes him. Aaron Judge is hitting home runs again. Everybody loves him. You're only as good as your last outing. You're only as good as your last start. Um, I just wanted to use some baseball analogies. It didn't really work out the way I thought it would. Not at all. My point is, my point is, uh, their previous show was so good. We didn't hesitate for one second to say six beers. I'm giving this one five. Wasn't really anything wrong with it, but you're only as good as your last start. And their last, last start was just, they hit a home run the last time. Um, they hit a triple with this one. So I'm giving it five beers. I have to agree with you wholeheartedly on that. The Palace Collier match, Plummer, if it's not up for best match of the year, uh, you're not listening to your fans. You're not listening to the greatest podcast of all time, Can Crushers. But uh, that's that's going to be rough to follow for a long time. A triple is a great, great thing. Five beers as well. Um, I would have maybe liked... 
I, I know personally Raylan couldn't have been on the show for a reason. Um, she was somewhere else. Uh, RC could have defended that title against anybody, you know? Um, right. the, the tag team titles, I was all right with that not being defended. But, uh, like, we haven't seen a high stakes championship. So add another title match. Um, something else. An- another storyline to follow. But, you know, on the same line that I know where Ray Lynn was, uh, maybe Atticus had to go someplace else or so on and so forth. So, yeah. But uh, my point is to echo John. So, five beers. Yeah, it was very good. And some of this arc is just a, a personal preference. You mentioned that opening match. You mentioned Collier versus Palace last time. I just personally prefer... While all four guys in that opening match were very talented and did a great job, I would have preferred two singles matches. I, I just am not a huge fan of too many guys in the ring at one time on the Battle Royal, which I love. Um, nothing wrong with that opening match, as we stated. No. But personally, I like I like two singles matches rather than a, a four-way dance. But uh, that's just a personal preference. But again, solid, solid card. And I am so excited to get back to, to seeing IWC Live on August 29th. August 29th, guys. It's called Feature Presentation. We pretty much know one match as of right now. It's going to be Team Big League against Steak and Eggs for the IWC Heavyweight Championship, Tag Team Championships. Um, card subject to change, as always. So uh, make sure you get out there, guys. The IWC Network, if you're always looking to watch some great wrestling, $9.99 a month, 2 to 1 media has killed it. These last two events, John, let's throw some praise to them real quick. The freaking, I was going to say the hoverboard. It's not, it's a drone is what it's called. Jeremy hates me, by the way. Um, the drone video footage is unbelievable. I really wish they could do that a lot more. Yeah, we, we praised people media last time for the great job they did, and they did a great job again today. Everything was was seamless. Very, very good production value. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Uh, until this week, I am the Mark. He is the English professor. And, John, there's a way that we wrap these shows up. We, we, how's it go? Remember, Mark, just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Yeah.